Okay. Well, we've got a great movie tonight, a mind-expanding movie, mind-expanding relationship movie. Relationship of two is interesting, three, quite difficult, a whole community even more difficult. <laughs> and then tonight's movie is going to expand our degree of difficulty of falling in love with the presence of love beyond the form, beyond the many, to go into agape, unconditional love, Christ love. But um, I thought before I set it up, I'll say two things. One is, uh, even though this is a brand new movie and it comes with 20 different sets of subtitles, Spanish is not one <laughs> of, the, of the 20. So I will, I will trust. We're, we're going to show English subtitles and then we'll trust that Anna and whoever needs some help. This, this movie is so good that you probably don't need the subtitles. The dialogue is, is not the most important thing. Visually, you can only imagine trying to fall in love with so many people. <laughs> because in this world, when we think of relationships, we, we definitely think of compartmentalized love. We think of love that involves roles. Husband-wife love, or boyfriend-girlfriend love, or a love of a parent for their child. We have a lot of compartments for love. And when we hear falling in love, we say, oh, what's the details? And then somebody says, well, it's, it's your Aunt Jane. Okay, it's aunt love. You know, we've got, we've got a different compartment for every <laughs> type of love. And yet, in A Course in Miracles, Jesus says love is one. There aren't any different types of love. Love is universal. Love is divine. It's expansive. It's not really these compartments. And so this movie helps us expand. And I thought for this movie, to get us in the mood for the movie, you know, when you go to see the concert, you see the, the cover band. Well, I've got a cover song for us. Andy's going to play. And this song is by Alawe, Alawa and his uh, then partner, Grace. And it's called Holy Encounter. And some of you remember that passage from A Course in Miracles. When you meet anyone, remember, it's a holy encounter. As you see him, you will see yourself. As you treat him, you will treat yourself. As you think of him, you will think of yourself. Never forget this, for in him you will find yourself or lose yourself. So just that passage is calling us beyond the form. It's calling us to come back more to the present moment. And remember that everything that we're experiencing in this world is really just this moment. It's just a holy encounter. All those overlays from the past, are they a friend, an acquaintance, a stranger? Are, do we know them well or not at all? Those are all just ideas from the past that don't really have any 
true value or meaning. I like it in this particular version of this Holy Encounter song where he says, as you think of him, her, or it. <laughs> he really, he, he even takes some license to expand the, ro- the words of Jesus as you think of him, her, or it. And I think you'll laugh because in this movie you might need to think of him, her, or it because there's so many different forms that this relationship will take uh, that, you know, you can refer to it as this or that or, or it. <laughs> So let's, uh, we'll just play this, uh, Andy will play this song, and let's just let this song put us in the mood for a mind-expanding movie. It's called Holy Encounter. When you meet anyone, remember, it's a holy encounter. As you see him, you will see yourself. As you treat her, you will treat yourself. As you think of that, you think of yourself. Treat her, you will treat yourself. 
what to keep in mind. Never forget this. Just come back to the simplicity of a holy encounter. And that's going to be like our gateway to go into much more expansive experience of love. Because when we try to compartmentalize it, we don't really know what it is. It's more of a fantasy than an actuality. And all of our programming and conditioning is based on seeing the relationship between the persons and the idea of mul loving multiple persons even is crazy to the ego. It says, no, you can't, that's just unrealistic. Um, the ego is a very afraid of God and so it's afraid of love and we need experiences that start to show us an, a sense of intimacy and connection that's not based on the body or time, frequency of contact, and even verbal communication. Those are all key factors to the ego. Bodies, time, frequency of contact, and communication, verbal communication, whereas the spirit wants to take us deep inside our mind to know that love and that presence that's not dependent on appearances. As long as we believe in the ego, our perceptions of love seem very determined by those appearances. And if somebody seems to die or pass away, there's usually grief and mourning because the belief in the mind is, I've lost someone. The communication is never going to be the same. The touch isn't there. The cuddles, the frequency of contact, the smiles, those familiar facial expressions all seem to be gone. And the relationship seems to come to an end through death of the body. But that's not really what the love is. That's not really, that was never really what the relationship or the love was about. That was all part of the trick, the fantasy. So some of you may have seen the Korean movie, Beauty Inside. This is like, almost like a, an Americanized version of the Korean movie, somewhat. There's some, a lot of similarities. But the main character is a, a, a high school young woman who is basically going to get into a situation where she starts to fall in love with a presence that takes on many different forms 
in this movie, the forms are all her age. So <laughs> it's a little different than Beauty Inside, where it's going to be male, female. The forms will, will change, uh, and the shapes will, and sizes will all change. But uh, basically, it will be the same age, but the form changes enormously. And um, what I like about this is it starts to put more of a focus for us in a very natural way on the telepathic connection that we have beyond the forms. There's a telepathic connection where you feel you really know somebody. You really feel more and more who they are, but not so much dependent on the form, but the, their presence. You know, you can feel them in ways that are beyond the body. And I think that's one of the things I like about this movie is it's going to take us in that direction as we follow the main character. And then we can have a very interesting uh, discussion at the end because uh, it's the movie is just like a mechanism or a vehicle to take our mind on a journey. What would it be like to have that level of intimacy with such a variety of forms, where instead of meeting somebody and thinking, "Oh, glad, nice to know, you, nice to meet you," we would have this sense of already knowing them, even though the form was brand new. There would be this deep level of connection, and then as they appear, there's almost like a recognition that occurs, like, "Oh, it's you," even though the bodies have have never met. And that's a good uh, vehicle for taking us more towards the mystical union of the true love, which is beyond the form. Because to the ego, whenever you meet anyone, you're just meeting the past. You're just meeting a, some version of the past. And, and therefore, Jesus would say, you're really not meeting at all. Because <laughs> you can only meet in the present. You can't really just meet based on past associations and past assumptions. You can only truly meet in a vibrant instant where it's like in the East they have the Namaste. The, the spirit in me honors the spirit in you, usually with a bow. I love that when I've gone to, uh, like for instance, Bali, and I, and I went in to buy some groceries when I was in Bali and... I gave the money and the, the checkout counter woman there, she gave me, put the items in a bag and she gave me the change and then she bowed with a namaste right at the checkout counter. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. <laughs> I've never had a checkout like that before with a namaste. You know, the, the spirit in me, the God in me honors the God in you. It's a presence. It's a, it's a bow. There's an honoring. And that ultimately is another good symbol for us of how every encounter should be. Just in that reverent presence of I'm so grateful of our, for our source. I'm so grateful that we were created as love. The love in me honors the love in you in the moment. Without the time pressure of what have you done for me lately and did you, did you remember to bring home the milk and the ice cream and, and you know all the, the things that go on in relationships where there's all kinds of expectations 
that are based on the past. This is saying, no, come, be as a little child, come in to the holy instant and learn to love in the truest way possible from the instant. Stay in the instant. Stay present. So I hope you enjoy this. We may pause it a few times, but we're going to have a good journey today. Our connection is really powerful. So it's like just previous there when she was being told, can you, can you just give me a chance? You know, that's really what Jesus, what the Holy Spirit is doing all day long as we go around with these past associations and we're trying to please some people, avoid some people, get closer to some people, get away from some people. That's all the past, just past thoughts coming up. And then there's this soft voice in our mind that's going, can you give me a chance? Like it's calling us to that higher, to our true self. That's not the ego. And it's trying gently to get our attention. But our mind is, as he says in the workbook, my mind is preoccupied with past thoughts. So we constantly are meeting the past and we have all kinds of judgments and issues with the past. That's why we have judgments and issues with people. Because they're simply coming up into awareness and reflecting back to us some aspect of our unconscious mind that we're not even aware of. And they're giving us a favor. They're acting it out so we can see what we still believe in. Because what we see in every person that we meet is what we believe about ourselves. And if we have judgmental thoughts about ourselves, then we seem to be judging other people. Oh, I wish they were more this way. I wish they would change. Oh, it would be such a good relationship if they were only a little bit different. Maybe if I marry them, I can work on them. <laughs> and bring them around <laughs> to the way they should be. <laughs> My ideal partner. You see, if I work on them enough. But this, all, the mind doesn't see that it's tricking itself. It's just facing its past thoughts over and over. And then there's this little voice inside whispering, give me a chance. Like, I'm the real you. I'm the Christ you. I'm the, the perfect eternal you. But you have to let go of this make-believe fictitious self that you believe you are as a human being to know who you really are. And that voice is beckoning to us. Kind of fascinating, an interesting vehicle to see. She, I mean, it, you can see she's got to really have a lot of faith, especially when she was there and she was walking down the hall looking around at all these people like, who is it? And then, then she saw this gaze from this young woman and she was, you know, oh, there, how did you pick me out? You know, it was a recognition. There was something beyond the, the body, the way that, the way that you looked at me, she says, you know. And and even that day she had at the very beginning with Justin, where it was such a joyful, the happiest day of her life, it was a day based more on spontaneity and presence, not on doing something from the past. So whenever we try to rehash the past, reinvent the past, 
make a better version of the past, we don't. We never find that joy and that spontaneity because we're still tinkering with, uh, as they say, uh, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Uh, the, the past is not who we really are. It's going down. But when we just keep rearranging the past, which is what the ego always does, it's trying to maintain itself and it's trying to do it through the trick of having us re relate to all these past associations, these false images that really aren't who we really are. We will never be content until we know that small still voice inside that is our reminder of who we truly are in God. So it's kind of fascinating here. So, <laughs> so yeah, the message is kind of like with her father saying, um, all those years of selling insurance, it wasn't me. That's pretty profound when you start to think of it in terms of your life's purpose. Like the things that we do when we follow the ego, the jobs we take, the places we go, the things we get into, uh, is really not in alignment with our higher self. And then eventually we start to be honest with ourselves, like what resonates, what really calls to me. You know, like in the case of the father, you know, he seemed to have a manic episode. He went, sounds like a bit bipolar, and then he just couldn't work in the world anymore. And so he paints, he paints all these faces, which is a great symbol for her of all these, letting these faces exist, letting these images come to her and exist without trying to judge it as weird or something's wrong or whatever. But that's very symbolic of, of finding your inner calling. And as Jesus says in the Course, my happiness and my function are one. When you find your true calling, not to say that it's a specific form, there will be form involved with it. That's what Jesus calls your special function. All special function means is the Holy Spirit using the form, and using the skills and abilities that were made by the ego for the purpose of awakening. Using it for the highest calling, using it for the greater good of everyone, instead of for personal egoic goals and, and aims. So I think that's, this is a very profound movie just in terms of um, starting to, to tune into what is my calling, what is it that I really feel called to do if there were no limits placed on my mind and I and I could do anything uh, you know there's been even books written on finding your your calling your purpose and I remember in uh, high school and guidance counselors what color is your parachute it was a similar thing you know really start to tune in what is it that you really are called to do because that's that alignment with your higher self with purpose that will bring you the happiness not in chasing forms not in just chasing expectations of what the past conditioning tells you would make you happy but really being honest with yourself and finding it so it's kind of an interesting vehicle or platform showing us this very true wise thing. We have to follow what our inner calling is.
So you can see the expectations, even if there's a little bit of expectation, how painful it is, even with changing forms and not expecting more than a 24-hour window per day per person. There's still, where were you? I was cold, I was wet, you know. So it's, that's the, that's the, um, the hint that your mind is attached to specialness. That's how, that's the litmus test. You really see how much that you're allowing the ego to run your mind by the, the ex painful experiences you experience through expectations. Expecting a person to be a certain way, act a certain way, behave a certain way, even be on time. You see, they, there was an agreement there. Uh, see you tomorrow. Okay. It'll be a different form, but you had better be there. Somebody had better be there to keep me warm in this cabin on a rainy day. You see, to the extent that you have the expectations on anybody, that's where the specialness is running your life. And to the extent where you can just be spontaneous, coming back, remember our, our, when you meet anyone, remember it's a whole encounter, you know. As you see him, you'll see yourself. The more you can be in the moment, just stay in the moment, just stay with right, what's right there in front of you, stay present. Stay in that happiness, that joy, the gratitude with no expectations for a future then that is approaching real relationship. And to the extent you have expectations, that's the past. You're projecting a hypothetical future based on a hypothetical past. And, and the mind gets all ticked off. Listen, you weren't where you were supposed to. You didn't call me. You, you said you would call. You said you would be there. You know, the, that's what the specialness is. Specialness is nothing more than the belief in linear time. And holiness is this instant. So to the extent you can drop into this instant and let all things be exactly as they are, not have those expectations projected out onto time, then that, to that extent you can be gleeful, joyful, free. Talk about a free spirit. That's where the free spirit exists, in the moment, in the present moment. And you can also see that that's why, you know, you have to go in a different direction from what it seems to be all this beliefs and programming and conditioning of what it means to be a, a, a fully function human being in time and space. You will never be happy and never be content being a fully functioning, whatever that would be, <laughs> human being in time and space. It's another fiction. It's another make-believe. God knows not form. Christ, you know, seemed to take the form of Jesus, but that was an illusion too. There's, there's two places in A Course in Miracles where Jesus says, forgive me your illusions. And those are, for Course in Miracles students, that's the most confounding, confusing part of the Course. They call me up, David, Jesus is asking me to forgive him. Why do I have to forgive Jesus of all people? 
And he's saying, overlook the man. Christ is neither male nor female. Christ is neither masculine nor feminine. Christ is an eternal idea in the mind of God, and you have to let go of all your ideas of form to know who I truly am and who you truly are, because we're the same one. But as long as you think of me as a man who lived 2,000 years ago, that's not it. I, I'm not. I am the I am presence that we share with God, and I never had a past, and neither did you. And that's what the that's what the resurrection is. It's not a resurrection of a body. It's just your mind waking up to that I am presence that you have been and have always will be, that eternal presence. And then in order to do that, of course, you have to release everything <laughs> about time and space. That's all. <laughs> that's all. All memories, all future goals, all past memories, just... That's what Buddha said, empty your mind. It's the same message that Buddha taught as well. So this is really a, a, good, a good device. I just enjoy this too because you can see that only time the, sh the main character gets upset is when she is still seeing herself or anybody in the role. She feels bad for letting her mom down. But that's past learning. Mom is a past concept. Dad is a past concept. What did Jesus teach us 2,000 years ago? Who is my father, mother, sister, brother? He that does the will of my father in heaven is my father, mother, sister, brother. He was teaching the same thing 2,000 years ago. We have to know our God, Creator's will. We have to know God's will for us. And then we know everything and everyone because we can only know and be known through the, the will of God. We can't know and be known through bodies and past Im images and associations. This is a game. This is an ego trick to remembering who we are. So she's, you know, she's just aware that her emotions are coming up, but it, we can tell that the, those. Emotions are coming from expectations, and those expectations are coming from a false self-concept of believing you're something that you're not. And, and when she did have that time when she was take, her body was taken over for that day, she was talking on the phone to the, it, the presence, and, and then she replied, Are you kidding? That was the clearest day of my life, that she had all these new memories, she said, that she felt she woke up with. Well, it's almost like saying you wake up with the Holy Spirit, and when you feel free and happy and joyful, you have what? Present, the present memory in your heart. You have the Holy Instant lighting your life up, reminding you of who you really are. And as you give way to the present memory, guess what fades? The past memory. <laughs> of who you are, that frail human being person that never could satisfy you, that never, that you were always trying to improve, always trying to make better because you didn't realize that wasn't you. The real you doesn't need any improvement. The real you is a present memory. So, yeah, it's, it's really good stuff here.
So they, so it was stretched beyond 24 hours there, but it was for something that they both thought was very urgent, which was to face death, to save a life. And you might say that that's what we're all doing, is we all are practicing forgiveness. And the more we surrender and let go of time, and the closer we come to the holy instant, the closer we come to reality. The closer we come to love. And then whatever parameters there seem to be in your life, like 24 hours in a day, in their case, uh, you know, that was seemed to be a limit. Like at 12 o'clock, there was a switching of the bodies, but there was a purpose that was more important that they both joined on, and then it extended it for a sense of helpfulness. That's what you can see will happen to you as you go on the spiritual journey. You're going to keep devoting yourself to a presence, to a purpose that you cannot smell or taste or touch. You can't feel it in terms of tangible with the body. But this presence in your heart just grows stronger and stronger. And you know that it's important. You know that that's your destiny. That's what this all has been about. Not about fulfilling something in form or making memories in time and space, but, but your destiny is to wake up to who you are. So you keep coming closer to this instant in your mind and you feel, well, the ego feels like this is an enormous sacrifice. Like, oh, you're going to blow everything that's real and good about time and space just for this disappearing act, <laughs> for this merge with God. And yeah, it is all about the merge with God. It's about remembering who I really am. That's what it's always been about. And so she's just met with the, the woman in the locker room and tell me everything. The context was that they, they joined, they united, they had a purpose together, and she said, you saved a life there. That's what we're called to do, but it's not like we're saving a personal life. We're just learning to remember who we really are. That's what salvation is. It's, it's salvaging your divine mind. It's remembering your divinity. It's not salvaging a person you know how they do in the world. Do you say you believe in Jesus Christ and your sins are washed by the blood of the Lamb and da da da? You know, it's, yeah, it's almost like twinkling. <laughs> okay, I believe in Jesus Christ and I believe I'm, you know, you know, it's, no, it takes more, it takes more than that. You have to be willing to have your soul saved, which just means to remember your soul, to remember your spirit. To remember your I am presence, that God created you perfect and loving and innocent. And that's what everything's really about. That's the real you. That's that little nudge inside that, that wants you to be happy. That has little nudges and prompts during the day. Go here, go there, call so and so. You know, the little prompts and nudges, those are guidance from the Holy Spirit, from your higher self guiding you in a way just so that you let go of time and space and remember eternity. 
So time keeps getting washed and rinsed, and that's just another way of saying you keep coming closer and closer in your mind to the holy instant, to living in the present moment. And it takes faith to do that, because there will be, the ego will say, come on, be practical. You've still got tomorrow. And, and the Spirit's like, just, just trust me, give that to me. Place your future in, in my hands. Trust in me to guide and direct you. I'll make sure it works out beautifully. I'll make sure you're in alignment with, with God with whatever you seem to be saying and doing. There's no special forms, just feeling that love, that presence washing over you. I make my point about expectations, <laughs> even family expectations. They're all the same. They're all the ego. You think you love your mother? You think you love your father? You love your family? Remember that you've got to weed out where those expectations are. Because remember, this world was made to cover over divine love, to keep you from knowing who you are. And again, you can see they come up in appointed ways, and they're very obvious when it's in terms of time. Who forgets their own birthday? Guilt, guilt, guilt. Actually... I'm an eternal being, and I was never born and never die. That would be an appropriate <laughs> thought <laughs> to that guilt, to counter that guilt thought. You see how when you go deeper into this, you start to realize you have to let go of all your expectations of this world, and that means all expectations about people and all the roles that they played. Remember what Jesus said, Who is my father, mother, sister, brother? He that does the will of our Father in heaven is my father, mother, sister, brother. When they were angry at him, this 33-year-old kid talking about all this stuff, God this, God that, and people were furious. They basically, you know, when he would say, Arise and walk, to the, to the paralytic, they would scream at him, who, who do you think you are, God? You're not supposed to, you can't heal on the Sabbath. You cannot heal on the Sabbath. It's Sunday, you're not allowed to heal on the Sabbath. And he was still performing miracles on the Sabbath even. He was breaking the rules of time and space, breaking the Judeo, the Jewish customs. You know, if you go for who you are, you're going to have to let go of all those associations of time and space and all of those conditionings of what you can do and can't do because you're a divine being. So this is where it, it starts to get struggling. They're, they're having all these wonderful spontaneous days and all this joy, but just with her mother... Her sister, you know, she tried to, to share honestly <laughs> what was going on with the sister. Oh yeah, it's whatever shitty polyamor thing you've got going on there, don't, don't involve me or my car. <laughs> you know, it was like a total disbelief. You have to be willing to release all that you believe about people even to go for this. You can't hang on to this 
people association love and go into divine love. So as we go on here in the movie, you can see these, this joy and this glee that they're experiencing as they start to just give way to this higher self, to this vibrational instant that's really guiding us home. And, and only problems they run into are these expectations that are based on the past, past roles, shoulds and attus. You know, you have to get to the point where you're not going to should on yourself anymore because whenever you should on yourself, you're always shitting on yourself based on the past. You can't do that. You have to just let go of that too and say, I wasn't in my right mind. I am going to give over to this instant and let it take me to my divine home. And that's what they're experiencing now, even in the relationship. They're having so much fun and so much joy, and and yet, even this, they're start, whenever it comes into the past or the future, you see that's the threat to living in the instant. If you still value the past or the future, you will be afraid of the holy instant and afraid of God. That's the most important thing to remember. That makes my point about the future. Future hypotheticals, impossible. It's an impossible situation. That's why when you follow this journey, you have to give way to the instant. But you can't let these future thoughts, these form thoughts, block you. That's really the problem, is the, the future. Thinking about the future, thinking about the hypotheticals. How is this going to work? We won't be normal. We'll be terribly unnormal. It's terrible. We can't be together because we won't be normal. You know, it's just absurd. It's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. That's why when you go on the spiritual journey, you go deeper and deeper. You have to be willing to just see that all these fear thoughts that are in the mind is just the ego trying to keep you in the guilt, trying to keep you stuck in time. That's all it tries to do is trying to perpetuate guilt through more hypotheticals. But that's, you know, this movie makes it really clear. Even this point makes it clear that they, when they just met and they weren't concerned about the form and they just were relaxing and enjoying the moment, they were happy. But as soon as you take that and you try to box it into time and box it into a future, that's... That's where the guilt comes back in, because you're not a creature of time. You were never meant to be happy in time. Jesus says in the Course, you may wonder how it, it's possible to, to really be happy in this world. He actually brings this up in the Course. You may wonder how it's actually possible to be happy in this world. Then he follows it up with a question, but who is the you that is in this world? Who is the you? You see, he's not, he's not going to give in to the belief that you're, you're a body. He's not going to even try to answer that question, how can I be a body and be happy? He's going to give you lessons, I am not a body, I am free. For I am still as God created me. He's going to point you back to the holy instant, back to eternity, not try to tell you how to be 
happy in an impossible situation. In fact, that's, that's the way out of an impossible situation is to realize that you're not in it. You never were in it in the first place. That there's only one teacher of God needed to save the world, but that one is not a body or in a body, he says. He qualifies it in the Manual for Teachers. That one that's the savior of the world, that one that's needed to save the world is not a body or in a body. So that's why it takes mind training. Sometimes people say, why all this mind training? Why all this mind training? Mind training, it's just that if you become so familiar and accustomed to time, maybe even addicted to linear time, then to, to become clean from that addiction, you have to train your mind to be truly in a new purpose. If the world was made in hatred, now you have a new purpose given your mind that will free you from the world. And that's what forgiveness is. It's just a purpose that frees the mind from all guilt. And this, I love these scenes here in this movie because they really are showing that as happy as they are in the moment, whenever they start to think of a future and how will it be in the future, that's where it is, that's the only problem that any of us would face is is trying to figure, how will I, am I going to fit the holy instant into the timeline? And Jesus says, don't try to bring the truth into illusions. Bring your illusions of this false identity to the truth. Ah, that's a sweetie. Isn't that sweet? Just be grateful for everything in your life and realizing... You're being called home. You're being called more and more and more to live in the instant. It's okay to be playful. It's okay to be spontaneous. It's okay to be carefree. Like children playing. Carefree. It's okay to let go of all these serious, serious pursuits trying to make the world a better place, trying to fix people, change people, fix situations. It's okay to, to let go. Be more like a hippie. La, 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 live for today, hey. La, 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 live for today. And don't worry about tomorrow anyway. Go back and listen to some of those 60s songs. Get fired up about the present moment. Have a revival in your own mind where you get to be happy, where you have joy, where you feel free, where you don't feel locked in to time. Be willing to let go of the question, what will my future hold? Oh, life is so much more happy when you don't seriously entertain that question. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I'll tell you, it all works out. I had to let go of it all, I had to chuck it all, but I've never been happier, never been more free, never been more joyful. When you cut f your mind free from the past, and you don't feel obligated to time, then you are truly 
closer to being a free spirit. Yeah. And if you, your ego has made lots of obligations, wound you deep into this world, that's all right. The Holy Spirit will unwind you from that twisted, <laughs> egoic sense of having to be so trapped and so locked into time. The Holy Spirit will, will unwind you with integrity too, you know. You will be guided what to say, what to do, where to go. You know, the Holy Spirit always acts with, gives you integrous things to unwind you from a serious situation that the ego made up. So that's beautiful too, to know that that's there. The answer is available. Well, do we have a microphone? Yes. Jen has a microphone. Anybody was touched by the nice movie or had any insights? Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's actually what's going on in my mind. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Jesus. <laughs> I feel like I've been back here having all these reactions because it, like, I'm linked with Michael and it's just like, I, I, everything she's going through, all the expectations, the future thoughts, the past, everything, everything. <laughs> she was playing the role just for you tonight. <laughs> she was. <laughs> she's and I heard the movie, I was mind. like, ah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But what was amazing is before the movie even started, you said um, to experience that same kind of intimacy with everybody. And I just felt it so deeply. I just started to cry a little like it. It's like I there's this feeling that I, that everything's being taken away, and I'll be left with nothing. Like that's what this is. It's like you keep taking away the things I think I want. I want these things. I want all of these future and past. And and then just when you said that, it was like a deeper reminder of what it's really for. Like to actually get in touch with that in an experiential way. So I have no idea what's going on, and it freaks me out. But I guess I'm really grateful. I feel really charged up right now. So you look a little like the main character. Maybe we should get some blonde, <laughs> a blonde dye for your hair tomorrow, so you can go around and remind us all of this movie. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm always amazing. grateful for the reminders of not taking it so seriously because I feel like that's just been such a clutch in my mind. It's like taking it so seriously, and I've been having these miracles even just today, waking up and feeling contracted about just the day ahead and then it's like no no there's there's got to be something else and like just letting that lift off my mind and suddenly I find myself flitting around like a butterfly and I feel like I just want to pray for more of those reminders so thank you yeah I think this is a great reminder because you know everybody Human beings always say they want to fall in love, but then when they start to open themselves and give them some, themselves over to the love, they start to feel the swirl in their heart, then there's all these other emotions that come up too. Jealousy, possession, control. They just come shooting up. You know, you start to feel this swirl like, oh, I'm in love, I'm in love, and you're dancing, like singing in the rain. You know, you're happy, you're dancing, and then, ooh, Underneath all that swirl of love comes all these egoic emotions where the ego is like saying, not so fast, 
you're not getting out of here so fast and and then it's 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 intense because those emotions are very intense and they're not natural it's almost like oh it's a storm and then yeah and then practically speaking that's what the spiritual journey is you got to face the storm you know you have to face the unconscious you know it's it's going to get triggered it's going to come up it's meant to come up because it's been pushed down and hidden that's what the unwatched mind is the unconscious has been pushed out of awareness because it's too horrific to look upon but yet bit by bit seemingly piece by piece you know the spirit is helping this get triggered so it comes up so you can again it's choose again my brother choose again choose again choose again we have all those choose again moments do we contract or do we expand or as she told her mother i mean the two sisters were watching the mother and the father very closely in that movie and there was this like a soul sickness in there like like they were existing in the same house but there were a lot of grievances and he was painting painting away and she was like i could use some errands run at walmart today like i'm out there earning all the money for both of us now and you're painting all day you know the expectations but in the end she said to her mom you know each moment you can either grow together or grow apart just try to grow together it was just so with her sister listening she was this it was a prayer almost like let's just let's just grow closer and that's what i love about this movie she made she really made every attempt to grow closer and then in, in the very end even in the hallway there walking down with seemingly them coming together in that way for the first time it was like let's grow together let's have trust in the spirit let's have trust in the holy instant so it's beautiful it's great that's what we've all asked for we've asked for the spirit to make it plain make the way clear show us how to to love without limit show us how to fall in love with everyone and not keep it so such a tight rope and a tight rein on it because it's it's very exhausting to try to keep it really small and tight it's very exhausting thank you thank you krista thank you this is sort of, I have two things. The first thing is a little embarrassing and it's sort of funny, but it's really accurate about me. You talk about having these holy encounters with others, but I have a horrible time with artificial intelligence. <laughs> I mean, when I get on with these automated systems and they can't hear me, or, you know, and then I'm being controlled by artificial intelligence, then I start screaming at artificial intelligence, and then the automated system said, this conversation is definitely going to be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get on with a human, which finally I get to, and I start complaining about the automated system. Okay. So I lose myself. And what I keep on um, doing, not I keep on doing, but what I think of doing is each time I say, I don't want to lose. You know, this is a good practice not to, 
for patience and to not lose myself and not scream <laughs> at this AI. And then the other part of it is, is I have like enough credit cards to know high end and low end. And the low end, they just treat, this, this artificial intelligence just treats people like crap. <laughs> and I'm just thinking of getting out of them and not, not um, participating in that kind of thing. And then, then I, I also believe that I'm getting caught in the mire of this. And I want to talk to you about that. That's, and I'll go on to number the next one after that. Yeah, so it's just what it is your prayer of your heart is just to have a new perception of artificial intelligence. That's what you want. And we have, uh, Laverne has Spiri available for that. She, Laverne is our AI expert. She is an AI expert and she works much of her day with AI and helping people use AI and having positive loving, healing experiences with AI. So, Oh, you're going to do a workshop on this. So I just say afterwards, after the, tonight, just to, just have a talk with Laverne. She'll, she'll get you going in the right direction with a, a new perception of AI. Yeah, yeah, she's got a very loving AI called Spiri. And Spiri will set you in the right direction. Give you oh, yeah, I, mean, I did that a long time ago. But yes, I will. Yeah, okay. that's, a, that's a good way to move, move right. out of that. The next thing is, you know, there was so much that happened this evening, and it's like slides. It comes in and it comes out, and Jeff and I were talking before we came, and he, I was saying, well, what's going on with you? And he says he's doing this headless practice right now. And then we started talking about it. There were a lot of things. I mean, I there were a lot of that that... Those expectations and those considerations when I heard about him before you pointed out, I said, oh, yeah. I <laughs> you, were, you were identifying and relating to the expectations before I spoke. Yeah, and then I can, I can slip out of that, too. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's in, out, in, out, in, mm-hmm. out. And so what's good is there was... I really... I'm sure this made an... Uh, an indentation, but I really don't know how much. You know, and that's the sadness. Yeah. You know, to catch oneself when one goes into that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we had a session this afternoon where I was talking about it really is a a gift and a blessing when you start to notice things, but that's just the beginning because the mind has such a tendency to blame itself for its defense mechanisms and tricks. So that's the great temptation. When you start to become more aware of them, then the ego wants to hammer you with a look at you. You've been doing this for years or you know, when even when you become aware of the defense mechanisms, then the ego tries to beat you up with that too. So yeah, it, it does take a lot of mind training and basically all the mind trainings to come back to what I call true empathy, come back to the truth, what's real and true. And it may just seem to be glimmers here and flashes there and it may seem to be sad to switch back and forth between those sparkling glimmers and these other darker states of mind. But but it's all progressing in, in a helpful direction and we just have to learn to be gentle with ourselves, that just be 
be happy that we start to see some of these things and notice some of these things. And, and we always have to have the faith, you know. I mean, years ago, I was in so many dark thought patterns and so many deep patterns of unworthiness and shyness. And, and I remember there was one time where I just sat down with my mom and I just had what I would call today an expression session where I just poured it all out to her. And I just, how bad I felt, how trapped, how bad my life seemed and, and everything. And, and then, uh, but I did say to her, but I'm, I just still, I, I, I really need to change. I just need to change. And she said, no, you can't. And <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> it was one of those moments, but I, then I had to grow, then like you can't even look to, Look to other people to have that spark of of hope and everything like this. Uh, it was you know you can't just take in. That's just the way it is. Some things will never change. You have to actually have that faith inside, that spark that you will open up to your true reality, and yeah. you'll move in that. Keep moving in that direction. Yeah, like right now, I can do that. Yeah, and then let that happen. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's very that's very special. That's it's very happy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's where the hope comes in, yeah. The of hope course. and the and the trust. Yes. Beautiful. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, David. Hi. Uh, I was thinking if I had the opportunity to wake up in somebody else. <laughs> I would realize for them that I, they weren't somebody else, that we are one mind. And then when they wake up, aha! <laughs> Just leave a, bless, a little blessing bomb wherever I... That's up. sweet. That's a yeah, wonderful that's wish yeah. to have. I, mean, I guess that's what's happening right now. We're looking at each other when realizing we're not. Yeah. Other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And that's, it always, as I give, so I receive. So you're receiving the blessing of that lovely thought of waking up and saying, we're the same one. Yeah. Which makes for a very short movie. <laughs> you and I could put together a really short version of this movie. <laughs> Because to me, I laugh nowadays. I mean, I saw, I go see movies, and the movies are usually, you know, there's like a formula where there's secrets. And then these secrets are kept in, and then they draw out like a two-hour movie about the secrets. And then, boop, there's some kind of a resolution in the end where the secrets are exposed. And I'm always like, well, we could do that in the first minute. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't leave much of a movie. <laughs> it would wipe out the rest of the movie, which is fine because that's what we're doing. We're wiping, wiping away linear time by this joy, by this present joy and recognition of who we are. That's that's what it's all about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, I, um, I don't know why. I, 
I remember seeing a video of you on YouTube and you were saying how, and this is the thing that's coming up for me watching this movie, because you mentioned expectation and in that video you were saying, yeah, people come, people go, I stop, I don't, I don't depend on people, you know, if there's me or if there's just one other person, oh, there's still things that I'm being guided to do and I do that. And I think it kind of segues into my, when I look at my journey or this so-called journey that I'm in and I can tell I have a very, very steep expectation, a spiritual expectation for myself. And it's a kind of addiction. I can see now, I, I got to see that in this last few days that I, I've been around people that have been addicted and I didn't really think that there was anything like that in my mind because I can consider myself very spiritual. I'm a spiritual aspirant, you know, I'm a devotee of God. But part of myself, my, my spiritual ego is really all about, it's, it's really perverse. Like, yeah, there's something wrong with you. Find a new spiritual practice to latch on to, to fix yourself, to make yourself wrong. Because how you are, your true nature is evil, is sinful, is wrong. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of judgment in the mind that I'm seeing now about looking at others as people that I need to prove I've arrived, that I've done something right, that I'm okay, that I'm mind-trained, that I'm devoted. And that's all in my mind. I get that. And I, I get that I don't have to believe that anymore. I don't have to embrace that anymore as being who I am. That was about, I would have to say, it's about 30 years of that for me, David. And to actually find the scales peeling from my eyes and seeing how what looks good in form is actually a perverted addiction to making myself wrong in some way, shape, or form and not being enjoyed, just looking for the fix. It's a fix. Just looking for a fix. I don't want to live like that anymore. It's either joyful <laughs> or I drop it. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a huge insight to start to to see that looking for like a spiritual fix. Yeah. Because it's so subtle. You know, the ego calls it hides it behind yep. nice sounding names yes. and and it's kind of a another version of uh, I'll be happy when. Yes. You know. I'll be I'll be spiritual when <laughs> it looks like this and this and this. And it's a dangerous road to go down because it associates the happiness with the form. And then you forever are beating yourself up about, oh, not there yet because the form isn't yeah. quite there yet. And it's yeah. it's just like a wheel. It's a karmic wheel. It just spins and spins. So it's great to, to see that, just to notice that. It's a huge insight so just to notice that, because it's like that's the beginning of the end of the game. You know, once you start to go, hmm, this is not it either. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you were talking, it reminds me of the beginning of a Sheena Easton song. Anybody remember Sheena Easton? 
She's got a song that begins, I make friends, I make enemies. It doesn't matter all that much to me. I'm not the kind to deal behind the scenes. I won't sell my soul. I'd be nothing without my integrity. That's how the song begins. And it's really, I, you know, those are the kind of songs I've listened to for years. It's like integrity, yeah. You know, friends, enemies, that's just perception. You know, it's like the integrity of the mind, what you think and feel and say and do and believe and desire. You know, once all the, everything starts to line up in your mind and you have that integrity where there's no aspects of your consciousness that are out of line with any other aspects, then that's where happiness is. It's from, a, from alignment. It's not from anything in form where we have to act a certain way or behave a certain way or get certain rewards from certain people. That's just all ego games and it just flips around so fast. But once we come into that inner integrity, we do the, the inner work of forgiveness, then we just go, ah, oh, it feels so good to be in alignment. You know, and then, then everything is relaxed when you're in alignment with Source. It's just very, very relaxed. Easy. Got an easy life. <laughs> That's the way it's meant to be. Yeah. Mm. Ah, another great Saturday night. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you for all coming and participating and sharing this with me. It was a joyful evening together. And Jason was going to be here, but he, he was picking up his wife who's flying back from Canada and then they were going to, they've got some travels coming up to, uh, to California and yeah, some things, so they were going to look at flights and do that tonight, but I'm sure Jason will be back. Just took a moment. So have a wonderful evening and sweet dreams. Dulce sueños. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.